When the crowd gets loud, that's a pop. When you don't have to get a shitty pro wrestling t-shirt because you lost the pickums, well, that's a monster pop. And uh, hi, everybody. I am Reclaim Joey, and I haven't made do on my promise to wear the terrible shirt that I won last year. But standing here next to my uh, next to me here, actually, he's not really standing with me. He's uh, far away. He's in the lead to win this year's pickums. D straight. What's that, man? Not only am I not next to you, I'm also not standing. I'm firmly on ass. What pickums are you talking about? The G1 pickums, man. The oh, because we do so, we do so many we do so many pickums. We, like we bet on everything. Yeah, we. Do, I mean, DraftKings. <laughs> I mean, it, we're uh, either doing G1 pickums or we're trying to figure out how many times somebody's going to go through a table on Dynamite on DraftKings. Or we're going to bet on how long before we introduce our next member. Oh, right yeah. now, we're over a minute. <laughs> <laughs> I know, EOD, actual doctor. That PhD ain't getting you a win in the pickums. Well, you know, it's getting me a solid second place, which is what I always aspire to in these pickums. It gets me, you know, I, I don't have the financial liability of having to actually buy the shirt, and I don't get the crappy shirt. So things are all going according to plan, at least so far. That's good. Yeah, if you that's where you want to be in this in this conceit. Dead center. Be, yeah, dead center. Like obviously, if there was more people. I'd still want second place to be like you know the highest scoring person that doesn't get you know a crappy prize, but yeah, that doesn't have to go near a shitty t-shirt. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Davy's Davy's on track to win the entire thing on Reddit. You're high. You're in the 30s. Like you're up. Well, you're, you're and you're climbing. Like you've been climbing like by a lot. You started in like in second place between us all, and we were all in like the 300s. And we're all gone up, but you have gone up to double digits, my friend, and you're still skyrocketing. So if you if, if the trend keeps going, you could possibly win this fucking pickums. You could be the Reddit winner, which comes with one of those big twenty five thousand dollar checks. I don't I, think it I, does. You know, I don't think it does. Uh, I don't know what the prize is, but uh, I'm really like not they'll sure. They'll reinstate my. They'll reinstate my Reddit account. <laughs> Wait, your Reddit account's banned? Yeah, because my opinions are too good. No way. Well, clearly, it it's really not banned, banned because he wouldn't, get... be, he wouldn't be registered by his you know, Reddit name on there. It could have gotten banned no. since then, and he's just like... Nah, no, not unless they ban me for inactivity. No, they won't. No, no. I mean, oh do, do you want me to tell was... you guys what, where, what our actual standings are? Yeah, oh, and I'll say this. This is the year where I, I didn't try to get sexy with my picks. I just said, you know what? I'm going to pick. You kind of did. I mean, stuff. you had that like Tom Waller thing, and you know, I mean, spoilers. That's not yeah. exactly how it panned out, but okay. he's pretty over yeah. over there, though. Like he's yeah. getting really good reactions there. Uh, let me tell you this. Um, I don't know what the actual scores are, so, so there there could be a lot of ties in uh, in this, and you're fighting for the top spot. But you are number thirty two overall. Out of how many? Out of let's drag this down here. Five hundred and thirteen. Entries, last place at 513 is the Big P. What's up, Big P? How, <laughs> Big my, P? how my ass taste? Shout out to Big P. Um, but yeah, you're 32. Did any of our other people go? No, or I don't just think us? so. Okay, then we got, uh, we got EOD. He is at number 83, so still in the top 100. And then, of course, there's me, who's firmly in last place at 284. You know, it's funny because depending on how the finals shake up, you know, we could all change places. So exactly. So far, I mean, we've all had a turn in first and last, yeah. I believe. So yeah, it's been it's been quite the uh, the pickums for sure. It's been quite the tournament, and uh, we're gonna be doing an episode 
that's dedicated to the G1 this weekend, or is it this week, this weekend, sometime. Uh, the finals are this week. Uh, they just finished mm-hmm. up the blocks, so we're in the home stretch of the G1. Yes. I'd like to watch live if we could, honestly. I don't know if it's yeah, possible. Yeah, we'll either watch, we'll watch the finals either live or like the next day if we care about sleep. We'll watch them the next day, but yeah. It wasn't too long ago where I was so dedicated, like, fuck sleep. We're staying up to watch that live. Eating sushi. Yeah. I but mean, now but you're yeah, we're going to do a... Just fucking sleep. I mean, I'm down, you oh, know? I'm, I'm not dedicated to sleep, but I'm dedicated to trying to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we're going to do a uh, G1 wrap-up episode. With all that said, I want to honestly uh, address this, that I know that our episodes have been kind of late as of late. We are all very busy, but... We appreciate you continuing to listen and checking it out when we release it, even though the episodes might feel a little late. Uh, but that's something that we're working on, and we have some cool plans um, in the future, very, very near future. Keep an eye out for sure. that stuff, and make sure you join our Discord and stuff. I love our Discord. I'm very happy that it exists. I love talking wrestling. Um, that's badass. So yeah, it's a really fun time, and anyone listening want to jo- want that wants to join, you're more than welcome. Yeah, click the link tree in this uh, very description of the episode, and it'll have a link in there, an invite link that will take you straight to our Discord. If is it, I think it's working. It should be working. I think it's a permanent link. So if it doesn't work, let us know. Ping us on Twitter or something and let us know if something doesn't work or you need some help. Uh, we're happy to help you out. So again, thank you guys for sticking with us uh, through all this time. Um, I noticed our numbers went up, so happy about that. Yeah, and that's without like any announcements. I haven't been posting eight one because I was busy, and then two because we're working on. I'm not working on some new like pictures. I'm sure you guys are tired of like the same uh, silly pictures that we have over and over and over again. So I just want to like update the way our stuff looks, and that just you know it takes a little time, and the guys got to take pictures and all sorts of silly shit. So uh, keep an eye on that stuff. Right, so let's get into uh, some of the week's news, shall we? Yeah, let's check, let's uh, check it out. So the first thing that we was brought to our attention was that uh, they found another five million dollars of Vince McMahon's money that had not been uh, reported as company expenses. Uh, at first, people were like, "Oh, this is probably more hush money," but it turns out it looks like it matches up perfectly with donations that have been made by Vince to the Trump Foundation in two thousand seven and two thousand nine. Wow, going way back then. Yeah, so this is probably for his appearances. That's I'm just so confused by this because was this like for tax evasion? Was he paying uh, Trump's fee by making these donations? Yeah, like because like, it's, it's to his foundation, not to him, and like it does coincide with like possibly his appearances, particularly like the. Uh, was a battle of the millionaires or whatever the hair versus hair match man you know if you think about moments that history could have changed you know donald trump just lost (laughs) but uh yeah i mean you're right donating to the foundation it does seem like that's kind of like a tax thing now what i was going to ask you guys is how many seconds do you think that money bought him with the nuclear codes i just want to just want to kind of finger him (laughs) let me finger the buttons do you think like um, uh, Dom's like showing Vince like if they're willing to pay you so much for your shitty wrestling, imagine how much the Saudis will pay me for this? Oh my god! <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, that, he wouldn't be above making that joke. But I, you know, my first speculation was that this was some um, money from Brother Love's Ministries that was uh, <laughs> hidden from uh, the IRS. <laughs> Brother Love's Ministries. No, I don't. Oh, I don't yeah. You know, I don't. Th- I don't it, think did- that's what the case is, but. 
So are they investigating him too? He's one of the. I feel like they should investigate all of Vince McMahon's boys. Oh, for sure. I mean, like, well, Johnny Ace is gone. They fired um, his ass. Yeah. Get the fuck out of here, bitch. Good luck in your future endeavors. Um, <laughs> fucking hoe. Uh, but like, are they? They need to investigate all his boys. Like, they need to investigate um, Bruce Pritchard. They need to fucking. Uh, they need to investigate Kevin Dunn. Everybody who's like one of Vince McMahon's boys. They need to fucking look into. I mean, frankly, his family too. To be honest. Yeah, including like Triple H, who's everybody's fucking. Who, who all these people are fucking treating like he's the next Jesus. Like, I mean, he was was around for most of this stuff in a position of power. Like. And with all this stuff, like with like the remember that we talked about like the uh, did we talk about the the Rusev and Lana thing? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Like we talked about all that, like the cock angles. Like I said, it's weird that a lot of these things didn't come out before. But God, imagine the fucking shit that the people that were close to him know. Holy shit. Oh yeah, there's there's probably hundreds of untold stories that like we'll probably never see the light of day that are just absolutely wild. You ever heard the one and I know like this is like widely believed uh, amongst amongst the boys. I, I know this for a fact that like Vince McMahon did this to like Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels was like, "What do I need to get, do to get a push? Like what do I need to do to like to make it or whatever, and, you know, cuz he's smaller and stuff." And Vince McMahon made him fucking give him a blowjob. And the the word and like it's not about like it's not about oh I'm not, I'm not gay I'm, it's about power yeah I think you mentioned that, that like this was like a rumor before yeah it's like did I mention this on the show I think so oh Jesus talking about it again but well, yeah hey, I mean, you know every episode someone's first episode so <laughs> but yeah I've, I've on... heard the, I've heard that story and it is very widely believed uh, amongst people in the uh, in the locker room hundred percent that's, that's so. the real heat between Brett and Sean. Oh, who's right. willing to suck his dick? <laughs> who guys. gets the who gets to suck Vince McMahon's dick? <laughs> no, it was who did it better. Come on, I got your knees. <laughs> mm. Hold on, I'm trying to make up my mind. Who's better? Here, do it again. Okay, now you. Okay, now I'm putting your mouth. Oh okay, now your mouth. Your mouth. I'm gonna come. Hey, I'm gonna come. <laughs> <sighs> oh, I'm not sure which one of you made me come. Oh my god! Okay. Oh my god. <laughs> did we just go too far? Oh no, my god. no! I think we did not for this. Enough. Not for this fucking show. <laughs> no, this show. Uh, GCW Homecoming. What you guys think? So I didn't get to watch GCW Homecoming. I wanted to, but I just didn't have time. I was like, didn't did get to. That's not the term that any of the, of the rest of us would use. <laughs> No, what you mean like we, like we like completely avoided it? What is going like I like GCW has completely I don't know if they just completely lost like the momentum they had, but they had like they they didn't keep their storylines going, and it really shows how much how important that kind of thing is in pro wrestling is to have something to be invested in and you know lock onto and 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 uh, sink your teeth into. And uh, they kind of feel like they've lost a lot of momentum, um, but they still get some crowds and stuff. Uh, they had their big shows. Um, the, I guess these are, these are considered their biggest shows of the year. Homecoming that they do every year. Man, I didn't watch them, but I saw several clips, and it was really weird. I guess there's a lot of like controversy about their crowds. They seem to be turning on GCW or people in GCW. Namely, the Blake Christian clip. Some fans were just being relentless to him. You want yeah, to tell us about it? Oh, yeah. my God. So I found it on Reddit where it was titled uh, Blake Christian, uh, like something like about how he cuts like a worst promo of the year contender. 
and it's pretty bad, but, like, the crowd is just chanting continuously, shut the fuck up. It's he, not even a promo. He doesn't even talk, really. Yeah, he, like, in, like he doesn't really have a point that he's making. He's just, like, sneaking in, like, bits. He was like, oh, is this about, like, uh, Core Jade? So, like, we don't know if it's, like, because of, like, you know, his relationship there with that NXT girl who, like, you know, she left him for Braun Breaker or he dumped her and she dated. I don't know what the, the story is there, but, like, he doesn't know if that was the case. And then he does what I think is probably the biggest beta move that I've ever seen where he gets on a dude, like the dude in the front row who's like chanting, shut the fuck up. He gets on his lap and the guy just still keeps chanting it. Yeah, he keeps chanting, shut the fuck up and like making like snarky comments right in his face while he's sitting in his lap, chanting like every, like all the stuff and uh, fucking just really weird. You can, you can pull that off if you have... If you, if you have the ability to be very expressive with your face. And I'm not sure Blake Christian has that. Well, so I, I can tell you he doesn't. <laughs> well, well, I mean, like... If you just sit there, and it's very weird. See, I said... Like, I get the... I, I kind of get the idea of that. Yeah. But you got to be able to fucking have full-on, like, John Waters stock company fucking facials if you I, do I think, that. I think he was taken off guard, honestly, and understandable. Oh, and for I, sure, I yeah. feel I feel for this guy because... Like, he, he's like, I think he was taken off guard. I was taken off guard. I thought this guy was like a baby face. Everybody loved him. People chant all heart to him and everything. He is a, he, he was, he's a very much a baby face. And just out of nowhere, he's getting like shit on so bad. And people are telling him, like, you know, he, they hope he dies and they won't let him talk. So the fans completely hijacked the show, which I'm totally fine with normally. Um, I don't really, like I said, I don't really know why 100% why they're doing this to him. Back in the ECW days, if a, if a guy, you know, signed to a big company, they would shit on him. Yeah. But the difference was they were leaving. When yeah. Blake Christian signs with Tony Khan, ROH, whatever, he doesn't have to leave. So I think it's GCW crowd it just kind of being wannabe ECW edgy. And again, like most GCW efforts to emulate ECW, they fucking don't quite get it. I, I think that's what this was more than it was about him getting trolled about a girl. I always felt the emulation of ECW was like the WWE documentary edition of ECW, like where it's like this very curated look. Like yeah. Where like the trade is sort of this, you know, yeah. outlaw mud show thing. Where it's hardcore yeah, yeah. means weapons and bullshit, but not really. Yeah. But I don't, I, I, I agree that that could be something, that could be it, but I don't, I just don't buy it. I don't buy it. Um, like you said, they're not leaving. We've seen it before in ECW. I think it's something different because this is right on the heels of, I guess, like a. it came out that he broke up with uh, Cora Jade and NXT. They used to be a thing. And uh, they've been broken up for like months, but it came out that she was wrestling or not wrestling, but she, <laughs> oh, <laughs> she was wrestling she, in the sheets. <laughs> she was dating Braun Breaker. And so people started making fun of Blake Christian, like in droves on Red, on not Reddit, but Twitter. They're just talking shit about this guy, and there's no, like, information about why they broke up, who broke up with who, if it was, like, because of something bad that Blake Christian did or anything. Like, there's literally no info, but people are making fun of him because they're calling him, like, a cuck, and that, and they're, they're making fun of the fact that uh, Braun Breaker is dating her, just making fun of the guy, which is insane, like, full-blown online bullying. And he posted a, a tweet, and it was really respectful. He's like, people date, they break up. Um, I don't have the exact quote here, but he's like, tweet's like a really respectful thing. And he's like, with respect, Blake Christian. 
And then people jumped all over that to the point where he just deleted the tweet. Yeah, it was so, completely fa- inoffensive. Yeah. So fast forward to this promo that he does. He gets on the mic and everybody's just booing him hard. Like, are they booing him because they're getting a reaction out of him? Because they're making fun of him? Are they booing him because, like, they're simping for Cora Jade? Like, what is going on here? Like, is, like, has wrestling fandom really gotten that bad where they're just, like, picking up their sword and shield over shit they don't know about because the chick that they think is hot on NXT fucking breaks up with a wrestler that they used to like? What the fuck is going on here? That's what I think it is. And then I look on Reddit about on that very um, Reddit post that you had mentioned, and everybody's shitting on Blake Christian out of nowhere. When everybody used to be, like, on his uh, side, like talking about the great matches he's had, the good performances. And I think that's where he was going with his promo is that he just wrestled Hiromu Takahashi and he just wrestled these big matches and stuff like that. And he's getting these big opportunities, but nobody's talking about it. And people are talking about his fucking breakup. And it's, it's, it's weird. And I, I honestly think that that's what it is. And it's fucking embarrassing. It's, that makes me embarrassed to be a pro wrestling fan if that's the fucking reason that they're shitting on this dude. Yeah, and like to some extent, like I'm not like I'm not like blaming WWE per se for this, but I think that to some extent, like the mainstream audience that you know mostly watches that product, right, is kind of they care more about like kind of this like I don't know if I should say storylines because I don't honestly think the company handles them that well, but like they care more about like the drama and stuff like that. That's just kind of part of that sports entertainment brand than mm-hmm. they do about like actual wrestling and quality of wrestling a lot of times. So I, I don't know if that's just, like, if this is just kind of this culmination of all that, right? That's just kind of how this, like, a certain segment of, like, the wrestling community kind of perceives these things. And it, and they're all, they're all in GC, like, they're all GCW fans. I guess these would, these would be the most internet of internet fans, but. It's also the type of fans that want to get themselves over. And it's the kind of the best of both, both worlds where you have a fan base that's willing to support a promotion that's known for slapdash booking and just be real forgiving right but also one of the appeals is they kind of want to get themselves over at the show but it's true yeah maybe they're mad at him because he cut his ponytail (laughs) (laughs) no that's that's something he should be celebrated for if anything yeah yeah yeah, straight up absolutely i mean maybe that's why corporate jade uh, broke up with him or something. Oh my god! Yeah, because you, you can't dangle him? his, yeah. you can't dangle his perm in her face. And... <laughs> you know, GCW maybe losing momentum, and I don't know if that's the general consensus out there, especially amongst their fan base, or if their numbers are going down or trending down. I don't know because I haven't looked at any, any yeah. of the stories. But like I said, the booking is so slapdash. A lot of the good stories that they did have seemed like they were driven more by wrestlers being creative than than booking. Yeah. Agreed. I would say Brett's booking, but I don't I don't really know how many Who's of those booking? ideas yeah. are his. Who's yeah. putting those matches together? From what I understand, um Joey Janela handles a lot of that creative stuff. Creative is a little bit of a stretch, but yeah, yeah. there's not a whole lot. For every show there may be two storylines evoked. And I'm okay with with a wrestling promotion that doesn't really just spam a bunch of storylines but you know you've got to you deliver in other you ways and you have to have a way for not. people to get invested it can't just be a cool match like how many dream matches can you have and like well, also it, uh, i mean let, let's be honest too like the match quality it's not you know on par with it, it just can't be on par with like a major promotion for the most part right i mean an roh at you know in its golden age it's not so 
and and I'm saying they do they do have a bunch of angles. Yeah. But they don't lead anywhere. Exactly. There's just And they trail off. And we've mentioned it before that it's more like a traveling exhibition than it is. Yeah. Like, well there is you know, real there emotion. is one angle they introduce here that I think kind of like depending on how it plays out, I think says a lot about this promotion, which is uh, apparently they're going to be doing uh, it was announced at the show and I don't know when they announced it'll be happening but they're going to do Mox uh, versus Nick Gage again for the title but it's going to be a title for career match and I was thinking like man how how symbolic would it be if like they had Nick Gage lose that would be crazy I don't think that they would do that I mean I, I don't think, think just... so either but I'm just like you know like how like symbolic would it, and even if, even if it's like something that like he needs to like you know he he's decided he wants to retire or whatever and he wants box his opponent that's fine i guess but like yeah just for the promotion right that like the guy that really put it on the map loses that, to <laughs> the mainstream guy right who's not there that all would the time. oh like, my god that would suck so much shit and you know that makes me a little invested <laughs> it makes me a little excited about it I, I know, like, uh, I didn't, like I said, I didn't watch it, so I didn't see everything, but I know Matt Cardona had the, the little wedding um, gimmick on his show, and they had Maki Ito show up. And the only thing I saw, the only thing I thought was cool that I saw was, like, Nick Gage, and it was a close-up of him, like, doing the pizza cutter on Matt Cardona. Is that him getting his revenge, or is that finally that we've been waiting is for for a really long time? <laughs> or is it building to the revenge? Is he going to win the title, and or, you know, or is he going to go through... Uh, Matt Cardona on the way or is that just him getting his like revenge and then leading to him retiring so he can have like no loose strings or whatever but I don't know (laughs) I don't know I'd be sad to see Nick Gage go and he did look better than he has uh in recent months that we've covered that we he looked um he had been gaining weight and not that there's anything necessarily wrong with that but he was looking real bad like he was he went from looking okay to like looking pretty fucked up and cracked out and shit and well i mean he's always like he's pretty just, cracked well, out he's but. just been sitting on the couch re-watching his dark side of the ring episode over and over again eating <laughs> bugles wait no sorry that was joey <laughs> <laughs> i do love that episode it's like my favorite and you do episode. love bugles <laughs> i don't love bugles no i don't like i don't care for bugles very much but uh <laughs> Uh, I mean, like, I don't know. We don't know. We were asking, like, what's going on? Did he get injured? Like, he hasn't been the same since that Houston show, you know, a while back when he wrestled Sadika. He just has not been the same. You know, maybe he knows it's time to hang it up or something, but he always says he's going to do it till he dies, but who knows? Well, you know, maybe if it's a career versus title match, then, uh, <laughs> has to kill him. Yeah. We'll see yeah. what happens with, die. we'll see what happens at large with GCW. I think them booking that match is maybe a lifesaver for them right now because the way they were operating yeah very very topical and trying to ride cultural waves and everything on one hand that's smart yeah but the way it was coming off but you got to have substance yeah the fact that they're not able to have that substance and get those storylines really sizzling yeah this thing always had the potential to go off the rails quick yeah and, and, and so as, we'll see if that's happening and then like it that, that just goes to show like just based off that marketing and the trends and like the way they were doing things alone and still having not like not the best product like like says so much about how well they were doing with that stuff like how good and smart that was and then to just completely drop the ball they had everything they had everything they needed they had like they had lightning in a bottle almost and then they still dropped the ball Maybe they can turn it around. I don't know. I'm, I'm still planning on going back and watching 
Homecoming and uh, or at least skip through it a little bit. Maybe my opinion will change about the show. But yeah, it's just a lot of weird stuff came off of that show. And usually I'm okay with like the fans, you know, going crazy and voicing their opinions and stuff like that. But if it's literally these people with like their their favorite uh, woman's wrestler is their profile picture or a fucking anime profile picture. And they're just they show up to the show just to fucking shit on a guy because of his personal life. Like that's fucking stupid and speaking they should of be ashamed uh, of themselves speaking of anime profile pictures how, how was uh leeching off the blood hunt community going oh god dude oh my god i don't even know the if that's blood worth it. community well like uh, <laughs> i i don't know like this dude you know i had made like a tweet and like this dude completely deranged came after me and said that i was leeching off of vampire the masquerade and like saying that like that's, i didn't earn kind of, uh, lore he's he was saying that ironic. Uh, he said that i was earning he, he said i didn't earn uh, like playing a vampire the masquerade game and i was leeching off of it and making money off of it and stuff like that wait because you're not like a true like white wolf devotee or yeah, exactly like i've never touched the world of darkness like literally he says those words and like uh yeah, yeah. He's, honestly he bro, called me a wrestle bro got a point. <laughs> he's okay he called me a <laughs> he called me a wrestle bro I mean, one listen to this show confirms that you're a wrestle bro. A wrestle bro. <laughs> he said he's never listened Five to the show. Five minutes of the show will confirm that. He said I came into uh, Vampire the Masquerade from this show, and we started the show after I was playing yeah. Blood Hunt and stuff. Which so, so none of his stuff makes sense. It's pretty delusional. And then it got to a point where he's like, I don't. He's like, I don't have to listen to any of your shit. Or he's like, I'd rather die than listen to your stuff. And I was like, I was like, well, you're a fan, dude. And I was just kind of trolling him and like keeping him going. It was pretty funny. And then finally, I was like, dude, that's prejudice, man. Is it because I'm brown? And then he stopped. <laughs> as soon as, oh as soon as I pulled the race card, the truth, he stopped fucking. The truth yeah. Oh my uh, god, he stopped saying some shit. <laughs> it was pretty funny. Yeah. Anyway. He's just bumping around his parents' basement right now in the dark. Yeah, he got really mad. He's like, hates Reclaim Joey so much that he's bumping all over the fucking basement. <laughs> he's like doing like little tantrums, like slapping the fucking. Oh my, oh my god. god, that'd be that's so funny. Yeah, I mean, you can see all that whole exchange on Twitter and stuff like that. And you know, I said some fucking controversial shit or whatever, but you know, whatever. I don't care. Fuck him. <laughs> I just don't know why you had to bring Sunny Kiss into it. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, you know they they did bring Sunny Kiss into it on TV this week. Should we? I'm excited about. Yeah, let's talk get about into the shows. Let's talk about some wrestling. So we open yeah. up with uh, AW Dynamite, August 10th, 2022, Quake by the Lake. We open up with the coffin match: Brody King versus Darby Allen. Uh, I thought this was uh, pretty awesome. What, what else would you expect? There was uh, one funny bit that I noticed. Um, so there's a lot of interference in this match. You know, House Black comes out. I'm not. Buddy t- uh, has been off TV for a while, and uh, mm-hmm. we found out. I guess it was because he was possibly suspended because he'd taken some unauthorized bookings. But when he yeah, was there but, with like the hood up, <laughs> I thought it was Miro for a second. Like just how like big he looked, and like the way he had like the hood and everything. I was like, oh shit, is this like you know Miro joining the house? And then I was like, oh no, it's well, Buddy. Tr- <laughs> yeah, Trent Hart. You said he was Trent Hart. Eat Clint. You said he was suspended for taking authorized bookings, Unauth- not taking unauthorized substances. Unauthorized. Oh, God. Oh, my God. <laughs> so he was like, yeah, they said that he's taken, he was, he asked for permission to take bookings, and then he, they said no or something, and he took them anyways. So, yeah, they took, they just, I don't know if he was suspended, they just fucking let him sit on his ass for a little while, yeah. and I guess that slowed down all the House of Black storylines and stuff, and 
Man, if they weren't already moving at a snail's pace, they were right. moving. Yeah, oh, my goodness. And I guess the Brody King one is the only one that's been like... Joke's on them because it just gave him uh, more time to prepare their next Morkborg campaign. <laughs> I was asleep when you named last week's episode. And, you said, and I was like, damn it, I wish I was awake. <laughs> to say no. Oh, no. <laughs> well, you know what? Like, I mean, we had, House of Morkborg. We, you've shit on enough of Davies titles over, over the... Uh, <laughs> I know. Honestly, I was, I was half asleep when I came up with that. So it was just like, I need to come up with a title so I can go to bed. I was like, you right. know what? That's like, how that I was, feel. Yeah, that was a fun little bit, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's fine. It's 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 funny, but uh, yeah, it was a little fun little bit. I would like to play Morkborg. You know, what's funny is I'd be getting like Morkborg ads now on on Instagram. And <laughs> oh stuff. my god! Yeah, <laughs> because you searched it. Yeah, yeah. I, I I fucking screenshot one. I meant to show it to you, but yeah, it's, it just I, says dude, like <sighs> it says play tabletop games, and it has like Morkborg behind like a pink like in front of a pink background and stuff. I dude, since then some video came up and it was an interview with the guy who designed the game. And I fucking straight listened to it. How was <laughs> it? Was it good? I mean, it was off topic. I mean, the a guy's bit. the guy's cool. Like he's he's a cool dude. He's not like he's not like the guy who came after you for not you know playing enough World of Darkness in the basement or whatever. So yeah. <laughs> what if we played himself? What if we played Morkborg, but our characters had to be a member of the House of Black? <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Oh Just God. like an ancestor. He's an ancestor of Buddy Matthews. These are like the these are the C listers in the House of Black. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my, oh my god. They live in the uh, they live in the guest room. No, like somebody Holy gets somebody god. has to be Julia. And somebody has to be Alistair Black, and you have to be in full character for these for these people. Oh my god! Do the accents and everything. Holy shit! Same intonation. <laughs> totally there we go. Character. Oh my gosh! We can get Morkborg <laughs> for fifteen dollars on Drive Through RPG. Honestly, I'm down if y'all are down, and that'll be like a fucking silly episode. I'll tell you what: if you guys tell us that you want this to happen, let's do it. <laughs> yeah, screw it. Listeners, if we get one listener to say, do it, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. That's all it'll take is one listener to tell us, we'll do it. How about that? <laughs> Morkborg is a spiked flail to the face. That's one of the, that's one of the taglines. Wait, you can't. You can't. <laughs> I, thought that was, I thought that was a House of Black promo, like the beginning of a House of Black promo. Hey, wait. When they, when they use that in one of their upcoming promos, we'll know where they fucking cribbed it from. Oh, my God. Yeah. All right, but yeah, okay, this match. Back to this match. Yeah. This is how you do Brody King versus Darby Allen. And, you know, he's throwing him around. Nobody bumps around better than Darby Allen. Yeah. Maybe nobody throws dudes around better than Brody King right now. You can argue that, but I mean, he's got the best guy in the in the business to throw around, so I guess that helps. Yeah. Man, he's getting like great shit in. They're working stiff. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, this was terrific. This match Fuck, was, man. and it looked it looked big time. When um, even though they oh were doing God. a lot of like crazy shit, like the opening of the show was just the big extravagant entrance for uh, Brody King. The, the the music plays. I think it's his band's music, which I don't particularly love but like you know that fucking opening riff is so good for his entrance so it, it starts off with a bang and then they go right into it with darby you know jumping on him and stuff and it's fucking awesome the urgency and the motherfucking yeah fury in this match was this is how you do it everyone yeah it looked yeah. big time and imagine you're sitting there you're watching the lead in you're watching uh fucking uh, what's that show called with the fucking geeks <laughs> Big Bang Theory. Uh, Big Bang Theory. Yeah, you're sitting there. You're watching Big Bang, <laughs> Bang Theory. 
You're eating your Doritos. You got your hand in your pants like Al Bundy. And then the fucking show switches. And then this is the first thing you see. And you're like, holy shit. Do you keep watching or do you fucking flip the channel? It's like one minute the character's like, how do I use science to get sex? And the next minute it's like fucking Darby Allen just fucking doing that shotgun tope. Right. That fucking just missile. A big, like a big scary tattoo man throwing around a little tattoo man. And like... With some fucking loud music and shit, and big cr- crowds making fucking lots of noise. <laughs> yeah, Shell, what's that? What's his catchphrase on that show? Uh, Bazinga! Oh yeah, Bazinga! <laughs> How do I use science to get sex? <laughs> How do I use science to get sex? <laughs> um, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, you also had, I mean, you had, like, some of the goofy stuff. You had, like, Sting pop out of the coffin. That, that was kind of a fun yeah. spot. And uh, Oh, it, it, dude, it took him so long to get out of there. Oh, and yeah. fucking Buddy just had to sit there and wait for him yeah. to get up. And, like, he had to articulate, like, seven different ways. I can't remember, was it, this is the same one that put Brody in, right? <laughs> yes, I think so. So, think, like, was this, I think like, it was wait, the wait, coffin. Wait, the same coffin? <laughs> I think it was the coffin. That, that okay, yeah. it was, what the fuck? But Wait, I saw what? Why did I think Brody Lee when you said that? Jesus Christ! That's oh, my bad. God. oh my God! Damn it, dude! Oh my God, dude! Oh my God. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. This is the same, dude. If that was the storyline, be- oh. <laughs> oh my God! Like they kicked him out of his own coffin. <laughs> oh my God! Took he took his name. Now he's taking his grave. <laughs> God. Oh okay. My God. Oh my God! Wish I didn't say that. <laughs> You're gonna have a big decision to oh, make dude. if you cut that out or not. I, I know that's a decision. I, that was, that was, oh my god. Um, anyways, uh, this I feel like this co- they, they had to go to like I don't know if there's like a men's warehouse or coffins, but that coffin was like tailor made for um, Brody King. Like it was just it was basically operation, just the way he fit in there at the end. Operation, <laughs> yeah, like without, like, you know, like you have that little space, like the spot has to, like, you know, you have to, like, go in just precisely to get the part. Oh my gosh, yeah, all right, yeah, <laughs> it was so, anyways, this match was fucking awesome. The finish was great because it's Brody King has been beating Darby Allen with that, uh, with that hangman's choke, and uh, Darby did got it back and you know, used the chain, and it yep. was, it was perfect, it was perfect booking, perfect storytelling. Um, period at the end of the sentence. Awesome. Like, good shit. Good payoff. Do you think um, this continues through the pay-per-view, this feud? Maybe. Like, you shake it up a little bit. Probably not a singles match at that point, if I had to guess. But Yeah, I mean, if they if they do something else, it's going to involve Sting with, uh, you know, because yeah, cause they've been teasing the Malachi stuff. So it'd be Brody King and Sting versus, I mean, Brody yeah, King. And, and yeah, Darby and Sting versus uh, Brody and Malachi. I could see that, yeah. And I don't know. I don't know. Like, do they start building them for it as a tag team? Because they're, aren't they still PWG tag team champions? So they do tag outside of um, yeah. AEW. Well, they're, they're, they're the kings. Oh of yeah, the they're right. Throne. They're the they're kings. They're the knights, kings of the Black Throne. Yeah. <laughs> God, I would rather them just do another singles match. Honestly, yeah, who cares? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what would it be? Where would you? Where do you go from a casket match? Where do you go from here? If you're going to continue the feud, what kind of match would you who cares? do? Just have a match. Who cares? Do any match. Just have them run it back because it's so good. <laughs> yeah, it, it is good. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's going. It's going to be way better than a tag match with Sting. No, I don't you know, know about that. Those Sting, those, those those tag matches with Sting are a lot okay. of fun. Yeah. they're fun, but they're, they're not fun. like yeah, not like this. Yeah, they're not gonna be a match the night. 
I also admitted, admittedly love the fucking idea that Sting, like, rides the line of light and dark, so he's the one that Malachi is scared of. I still, <laughs> I still like that little Dude, detail the way, so much. The way, the way you said it, the, like, the way he rides the line of light and dark, <laughs> it was just so, like, just marketing tagline that you just, like, it really like, is. reiterated it, perfectly. It, it, I was like, that's, oh my god. That's exactly what it is. That's exactly what they're going with. And yeah. this is what... This I'm is what sure they, that's exactly what they said. Yeah, I'm pretty. I don't know if they even said that at all. Like, I don't think they actually think said that they, on TV. I think what they said was Sting was a uh, flailed spike to the face. <laughs> all right, Mork Borg. Anyway. He rides a line of Mork and Borg. <laughs> but my point is, I think that's the most Mark thing you've ever said on the show. So I know, I know. I was, I said it like total tongue in cheek, but like that's <laughs> it's that's what I get from it. I don't know how any other way to explain it. You can tell me the unmarked way to explain it, but I like that little aspect of the little feud. So that's, that's I think fine. it's a cool detail. I think it's a cool detail. It's fun storytelling. It's using the characters to their strengths. This is how they should have used like Malachi Black in uh, in WWE to fight, you know, Bray Wyatt when he was doing the the Fiend or whatever. You know, they have like a guy that can like that has this whole gimmick is the light and the dark or whatever, and they could have done that. You know, this is obviously something that they probably thought of before. Uh, we then had a couple quick little video promos from Jericho and Mox hyping up their main event match, which we'll get to. And then they announced the trios tournament is starting next week. And we've got some interesting contestants in this. So should we run down the uh, the brackets? Yeah, that's what I was about to do. We, so we have Def Triangle versus United Empire with Will Ospreay and Aussie Open. Uh, there, this I, was wow. kind of announced with minimal God, fanfare, I love... which I was really surprised by. <laughs> yeah. I love uh, Death Triangle and seeing Pac versus Osprey is oh yeah a legitimate dream match, but uh, yeah I just I really want to see Osprey and uh, Aussie Open move forward because of who they'll have in the tournament later, possibly not happening. Which you don't the think next so? match one of the Aussie Open guys is going to take the pen? Yeah. I hope not. Yeah, the next match on here, which is like this, would be the you know the winner of that versus the winner of this, like uh, Faccione uh, ignore. Ignorable with Andrade, Alidolo, Roosh, and Dragon Lee brought into the mix versus oh, yeah. the Young Bucks. And to be announced, uh, they had a segment where they did ask Hangman, and he turned them down, said he would be in the Dark Order's corner for the tournament. So It's so crazy because that semifinal would set up Death Triangle versus uh, Los Ingranables, yeah. which is built in, right? Well, They've been yep. building that. But yeah, then yeah. like, you're going to beat the Bucks and... Question mark. Well, I mean, it's it's Kenny Omega, right? Kenny Omega, or it's gonna be that third young buck. Have you ever seen him? <laughs> they have a oh, little, they the, have a little brother. brother. They have a Did little brother. Retire? I don't know if he still wrestles. I don't know. I have no idea. But who knows? God, it's either gonna be them or it's gonna. Buck. I haven't heard anybody say that, but like I've just like assumed. I was like, why is this kid like not trying <laughs> to be Do a wrestler? Do you think that's where the Brandon Cutler character comes from? Because it's the way they treat that guy at like family events? <laughs> oh, maybe. <laughs> yeah, <they're> probably... <laughs> like there's never any mention of this kid in, like ever. Like he stole money out of their purse he's or the, something. Uh, he's the David Flair of the Buck family. <laughs> <laughs> I need to see a David Flair uh, Titan Tron video uh, with, uh, with the third young Buck. <laughs> <laughs> the youngest Buck. I, I think it's very obvious that it's Kenny Omega. They're doing that yeah. thing like they did with CM Punk where they're teasing it. They've been teasing it on BTE. And, like, you know it's him, but you don't know for sure. So it's still going to be, like, a fun surprise. Do you think Do you um, think Don Callis comes back with him? Well, if they're turning babyface, maybe. I mean, I, like, people are like, I don't, see, I don't see how Don Callis could be 
babyface, and they're right. But Don Callis is so good at wrestling stuff that I could see him being a babyface. I could I see him doing see him a job. Again. Yeah, <laughs> he's good enough to do that stuff. Or or he you know or he turns on them and you know goes with the uh, Adam Cole and you know the Undisputed Era or whatever they're called now. Um, yeah. But it, and then he you know and then if he does, I mean they could do use that because he would enhance uh, watching Adam Cole every fucking week. That's true. Well, we're still a ways from that because they are not in this tournament. On the other bracket, we have House of Black versus the Dark Order. Well, if we do get Kenny, one sec before you move on. Yeah. If if we do get Kenny, I mean, come on. Like, everybody wants to see Osprey and Kenny in the ring together. Everybody does. They've been fucking going back and forth on Twitter. God damn, dude. If we're talking about dream matches. Yeah, this could set up like an actual singles match, too. Yeah, we're like that's that is some dream match material right there. Uh, but on the other bracket, we have House of Black versus the Dark Order. Normally, I, I think this is probably gonna be an upset because really, I th- I think they're building Dark Order to go face the the box. To be honest, well, they have. I mean, it's an upset in that I was upset to see the Dark Order in the brackets. <laughs> well, <laughs> oh, I mean, they on. have they have, <laughs> they're they're not bad, and they have they have Hangman in, uh on their team this time. So you know. Oh, that yeah, I, I didn't realize that. Yeah, yeah. He, I guess well, he said he's in the corner, so I don't know if he's necessarily. Oh, is that the what ring. it was? Okay. My guess is so he's what in I there, yeah. well, my prediction will be that he's there for the he's in the ring for the final match at the pay per view. That's my prediction because it's like like oh, somebody gets hurt, Kenny. like they're gonna do that, or like he's like I have to step up and like, you know. I don't know. I, I, that's my okay. prediction. That's what that I said. That's 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 interesting. There's so many ways this can go. It's pretty cool. So. They could easily have a, a member get hurt, but they're yeah they're well they've got four people, so two members have to get hurt. Yeah, or one well, can get hurt go. and be like, "Hangman, you need to like, we need you." Like I don't know. Yeah, this other guy that we didn't have in here, we didn't have him in here for a reason. Yeah, it sucks. Because <laughs> of, of what? <laughs> well, I think uh, there, I mean, there was the, there was the Miro promo too, which we could talk about right now, where he's just like you know. Basically, he's he's going to war against the uh, the House of Black. Uh, I could see him interfering with that too to help the Dark Order get the win. Uh, okay. And then the last part of the bracket is the Trustbusters, which is a new faction that they kind of uh, uh, they were building on Dark, but then Rampage was really dedicated to kind of getting them over. And we'll talk about that versus the Best Friends. I think they're doing a good job of like of using Dark to build these guys without being seen too much, and then bringing them on, and they look really fresh. Like on TV, I think that's pretty cool. Is Trustbusters going to be like an ROH faction, or are they AEW permanently? Well, I mean, Slim J is an old school ROH guy, so I don't know. But <laughs> I just feel like we're gonna see some more like old school ROH people come up if they're still active. Like they're finally gonna have their time. They're gonna. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I obviously like. I, I think uh, Tony tweeted out that Parker Bordeaux is. Uh, is signed um yep. with AEW, but I guess they did that with some ROH people as well. They look they're looking good so far. Um Davare is pretty good on the mic and they got like a little built-in thing where he's got like this trust fund uh that just kicked in so he's buying up talent uh for his own gain or whatever and um he's building himself his own little faction. All right, so that's the trios tournament. Next up on the show, we had Andrade, El Idolo, and Roosh versus the Lucha Brothers in a tornado tag. Um, I guess Lucha rules match. Uh, there was the only mask removal was uh, on uh, uh, Penta's part when he took it off because it was tied to the ropes. Uh, mm-hmm. What'd you guys think of this one, dude? Back to back, really fucking solid. Yeah, yeah. 
Pretty good. Um, I, I, I know that, that they've been building this uh, stuff with the mask coming off of Pinta, but they're doing it too much, I think. It's starting to lose its luster. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, this was a that was that was a cool little, that, you know, that was a cool little gimmick for sure. them to have to take it off to get out of it. But, but they've been taking his mask. They've been, yeah. they they did that in the Bucks match. The Bucks always take his mask off, uh, or Ray Phoenix's, and now they're taking his mask off all the time. They're doing it too much. They're doing too much mask stuff. Yeah, I agree. Like, it, like, like I liked the spot, but it's. Um, it's one of those things where it does kind of like lose a bit when you've just gone to that well so often. Like it's it's a bigger deal when he does it. If like, I mean, I, I guess it still works, right? That you know this is a storyline about like how they keep trying to like you know rob him of his dignity, so he, you know, he willingly sacrificed yeah. in this case. But I, but I agree. Like in general, like for it, the heat, yeah. they probably do it too much. It works alone, but if they do it too much, then it's why even like tell that story. Doing it over and over again works insofar as there's always a little camera angle where you can kind of catch a glimpse of his face and you know he's so fucking fine that you gotta get that mask off <laughs> okay. as much as you can. <laughs> yeah david just wants it off all the time like uh. <laughs> i mean yeah this was really terrific this isn't the potential of what these guys i mean the peak potential of what these guys can do necessarily uh, if we do end up getting that semi-final match with you know full the full-on trios with dragon lee and Pac added to the mix i think it'll be a fucking I think it'll just be. I, I feel like we'll probably get that classic. match, even if it's not in the semifinals. Regardless, I mean, you're gonna have yeah. a single. You're gonna I, have a trios division, yeah. right? And like, I mean, there's plenty of trios yeah. that we didn't name that like aren't in this tournament. Like they're that, yeah. they're going to have yeah. you know a division. They could have made this tournament longer, to be honest. And like, I guess they're trying to get it all in before all out. They could have easily had like more like larger brackets. There's so many so many trios groups that they can go with here. Which makes sure. it inter- it's interesting that they're putting Trustbusters in here over like some more established trios, you know? Yeah, I mean, like so the, they, the big they might exclusion, really like them. I think the big exclusion here is just like the uh, the undisputed elite, but I mean they're they're not cleared, so that's why they're not here. Who was that? Absolutely, the undisputed elite. Oh not being yeah, cleared. yeah, yeah. That they would they would be a natural. So maybe the Trustbusters are kind of their replacement. Hmm. Essentially, it's good to so. have some new blood that you've never seen before. I think that's a really good yeah. way to do a tournament. Yeah. It's a good way to introduce a new group. Yeah, it's one of those things that I think is like kind of like you know, happily worked out in the end for that, right? I think it's just that like you mm-hmm. know, it's like that they are injured. It's like well, then you get to save that for like a really big match down the road for yeah, you know, the elite versus their uh, you know contemporaries. Yeah, yeah, and the Aussie Open will Osprey may be a replacement thing too. And that's just that a could big, be yeah. if that's a big. I'm so big glad that that's a thing. So props if that's it. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of weird just because it's like it's a trio that they don't really like put over as like the undisputed or the, the undisputed the uh, United Empire trio in New Japan, but it's like the one that they pretty much have been like rocking entirely in AEW. Like I don't think we've ever had Osprey with uh, Okan and Cobb. That's true. I mean, maybe because that those guys are kind of they're going to have like single success and. Stuff like that could be, uh, yeah. over time, and 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 Aussie Open is the real tag team of the group, and they're they're probably living in the states right now. That could be, not very on brand, but that could be the case. Uh, next up, as I said, we have the Hangman promo. We already talked about that. We then have Luchasaurus versus Anthony Henry with uh, Jungle Boy on commentary. Uh, he immediately just says this will probably be over pretty quick, and it was. This was a squash match. Uh, Luchasaurus wins with the headbutt that he calls the fossilizer i guess oh (laughs) 
whatever. Uh, <laughs> I mean, Christian Cage cuts up promo in the back he uh said that he's gonna he would beat the shit out of jungle boy but minneapolis doesn't deserve to see him in person and uh jungle boy and luchasaurus chase him off and beat up security i like that jungle boy is like doing everything he can to to try to get at you know uh, trying to get at christian i mean maybe they need mm-hmm. to, he needs to show up to his house i mean maybe this is the most interesting to talk about what do you guys think of him on commentary for what little we got of him I thought he was fine, honestly. Yeah, that's why I, like, I was kind of surprised because, you know, yeah. we always kind of make fun of like his promo style. And his last promo was pretty decent, but I was like, he's actually okay. He's way more relaxed and maybe like his promos, like maybe he gained a little confidence and he's wearing the, the Christian is a pussy shirt. And um, I don't know, maybe he's gaining a little confidence and we're watching watching him really come into his own right now, which is what we were hoping for with this feud, right? Yeah. I think this will definitely probably be one of the better, like, elevating feuds that they've had. And, and they've had a lot of good ones. Yeah, but I just, this the build is has come to the point where this wasn't anything new or interesting here at all. Yeah, I think it's it's coming to the issue of, like, you know, there's obviously saving for the pay-per-view, I would assume. And mm-hmm. we're still yeah. a few weeks out. Yeah, they're trying to do the thing where the baby face is trying to get his hands on the heel. It's classic. And honestly, the longer they keep that going, the more... The potentially the bigger it's going to be when he finally gets his hand on hands on Christian. And I'm sure there's going to be a lot of stuff in the match where Christian's running around and like avoiding getting, you know, getting in the ring and things like that. You're going to, it's going to be, it's going to be pretty old school. Yeah. It's, it's classic, but it, it's also just kind of, you know, de- gotten to the point where they it's devolved into the formulaic. Yeah. And yeah, it is old school. And to and me, that's works, okay. But at the same time, yeah, it's okay. But at the same time, like it's, it's clearly help- don't really do anything for me. I that's feel fair. you. It's, it's, it's clearly helping jungle boy. And I think that's what it's designed to do. It's helping jungle boy have some fire. It's helping him like, uh, you know, like I said, gain confidence and stuff. Uh, He's got a chance to cut these promos. You know, Christian gets to be the chicken shit heel. It's This is all tailor-made to help Jungle Boy grow. Hopefully, we'll see even more fire when they actually he actually finally gets his hands on him. And I, th- I really think that's where it's going. Formulaic as it may be, and I think you're right about that. But um, I like it. I like it just fine. Uh, next up, we had a quick interview with Mark Henry and Powerhouse Hobbs. QT Marshall and the Factory interrupt. Uh, and they said that they see him as a future champion. They want to, you know beat ricky too and they make a lot of mob jokes man that whole cole carter nxt angle has pretty much just transformed the factory <laughs> qt apparently right. needs to like send a check to triple h or i guess he wasn't in charge of creative at the time but uh whoever's in charge of creative at nxt they needs to just send him a check because he's <laughs> he's running with this mob thing yeah i'm getting over that <laughs> It's just, it's weird because there's people that have no idea what the fuck they're talking about. Like, I kind of like it because it's just like the hamminess of it, but it is weird <laughs> when you consider the origin of it. We then had uh, Lethal come out to the ring. Uh, they kind of brag about, you know, how they beat down Wardlow and they challenge for a rematch. Uh, Wardlow cuts a very brief promo, does not say anything about Wardlow's world. Uh, apparently Elmo sued him. Or threatened a lawsuit, gave him cease and desist, uh, and says he's going to beat them all. And FTR comes out to join him. He says, uh, "How about come out right now and beat all three of y'all's asses?" Yeah, something <laughs> to that effect. I don't think that was exactly it, but close enough. Well, at some point he goes, "How about I come down there right now and beat all three of y'all's asses?" He said it. You know, yeah. he said it like he said it like Macho Man, like yeses. <laughs> he said it kind of like that. Kind well, kind of sounded like Braun Strowman to me. Uh, it was the same way he kind of enunciated. Yeah, it was a little bit. Do you think he does um, his own vocals for his fucking shitty metal? I don't. I, I honestly, I. Whoa, it's no. so. His music is so. This is somebody who's like listened to metal and stuff. 
it's such a chaotic okay. and hold on hold on it's it's such I listen to a lot of no, metal no no just hear me out hear <laughs> me out i play morkborg no hear me out i play morkborg yeah i play morkborg no i'm just like saying like it's so chaotic as entrance music i have no idea what the fuck is going on when he's coming out i just hear a lot of fucking like and i hate to say this noise <laughs> it doesn't yeah, sound it like anything as a fucking uh entrance music and I just I don't know what it's saying. Like for all I know, it's saying it's like Warlow's world, Warlow's coming. He's on his way down the ring. It's fucking Warlow's world. Off. It's time for our new weekly segment, and Uh-oh. I'm debuting the segment. Uh oh. So we have a new weekly segment we're doing on the show, and it's called "Does Wardlow sucks?" Does Wardlow <laughs> sucks? <laughs> Does he suck this and, week? <laughs> um, yes. Does Wardlow sucks? <laughs> okay. And so this week. Um, the answer is yes. Wardlow does the suck. <laughs> okay. um, but hey, All I mean, right. like you've got you've got him in a trio with FTR. Oh, I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> I this is what they would. got FTR doing. Fucking clicking up with Wardlow. Really? Well, really? I think it's well, because I mean, they were they in the pinnacle together. Yeah, they were in the group. Together. That's why they broke out of the pinnacle. Was they're like, yeah, you know, Wardlow's a friend. We don't want this. Awesome. It makes sense like that, but it doesn't fucking. I mean, these guys like are it. the hottest yeah. thing fucking going, and you got them joining a fucking like tepid ass storyline with Wardlow. Man, fuck. To be fair, what a waste. To be fair, FTR is kind of everywhere. They're they're teaming up with lots of different baby faces at different times. It lasts for like a week or so, and then they move on to doing something else. Yeah, hopefully this. Yeah, I mean, I think they're they're, they're also like. I mean, we know. Um, and they help Dax out Danhausen, you know. Yeah. It, it could just be a way of like you know like let's get him on TV in a way that like kind of makes sense but not you know. Next up, we had a quick promo with uh, Tony Schiavone in the JAS. The only highlight for this that I had was that Garcia that Daniel that Brian Danielson should appreciate him for giving him more another paid vacation. I kind of chuckled at that one, uh, but the rest was just kind of the usual stuff, you know. Daddy Magic's nipples are hard. Angela wants appreciation. The usual stuff. Anna chokes out some guy, or I think a girl this time. We then had Aaron Solo versus Ricky Starks, uh, a very quick match. Uh, Aaron Solo uh, firmly establishes his Genetti status. So they do a quick video package for Ricky Starks. Oh yeah, they were just re- I thought that I like. She really liked that. Yeah, but it felt very reality show to me more than it did a wrestling promo. Yeah, because he just like Ricky's like. So this is how I got here, <laughs> basically. Yeah, it was very much like a reality show recap. Of, of him like that it played kind of kind of i think i liked it because it was so different though it was like you know you don't get this in wrestling but yeah it was very different and it was fast so ricky comes out does his pose he's just got his wrestling tights on and he just kind of starts walking to the ramp kind of limply or walking the ramp kind of limply to the ring for a match against aaron solo this is a momentum killer for me not a killer really? but this is a momentum momentum it's a speed bump. for me this man needs. This man sure. needs to get some wins under his belt, and he needs to beat that, some. No, no, no. That, he that's, needs to beat some heels. Yeah, that's fine. I get it. Beat Aaron Solo, but you come out with reduced charisma. When he's working heel, he still has babyface charisma. All he has to do is drop some of the shitty things he was saying and do everything else the same. And it feels like he switched to white meat babyface mode a little bit. It doesn't work for him. I see what you're saying. Yeah, he just when he was walking to the ring after he does his pose, I'm like. What? What's what, what's going on here? Where's the shit that got you over? It's kind of a subtle thing because I didn't really think about that or really notice it. But like when you're talking about, it, I'm like, yeah, I, I see what you're talking about. This was a speed bump. That's a good way. Of putting I thought it. it was all right, mainly because it, it, right, it, it wasn't. Yeah. It wasn't going to be like anything crazy. 
they did put no, over no, no. that they were the that segment they had doesn't history. need to be crazy no they had the, they they like i thought it was solid mm-hmm. They had like the background of the two guys, so they added like a little bit to the match. It's not just like a random match they threw together. And I but think my that's point fine. is, even with that, there you you're know, pointing out didn't... like some details about his character work that you think are a little off. I yes. see. I see what you're saying. Yeah. And then and then they could have gotten they could have squeezed more out of the. I mean, you you're right. They they frame the they frame the match with them having been a tag team before. They could have got a little bit more fire in the match going, mm-hmm. I guess. At the end of the day, it's a quick match, so it's not that yeah. big of a deal. That That's not that big of a deal. But yeah, Ricky just, this isn't it. Like, don't switch to this total white I, baby I did, face thing. I did like after the match, like, where he, like, you know, he spine busters Camaroto, uh, which was, you know, clear, like, you know, rib on mm-hmm. Hobbs. And then, like, when he, like, escapes through, like, the factory, like, in the crowd, uh, I thought he had a bit more of that flair there. Yeah, I did like, when he actually escaped and ran... Um, I know the baby face isn't supposed to run or whatever, but I actually like that because well, just like the way he showboated and whatnot too. That to me had like the same yeah, real world run. common sense. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and it shows real world common sense, which I actually appreciated. I've actually found that pretty fresh. But also when he's posed up in the crowd uh, before the segment goes out, he's standing next to a dude in the crowd, and we talked about some terrible wrestling shirts before. But here's an exception: he's standing next to a dude who has that. Chaos New Japan crew judge boot Joey. Yeah, he had that, that on that shirt. Normally I don't like those kind of like rip off logo shirts, but that one is fucking awesome. That one's fucking cool. That was I couldn't stop staring at the shirt. I was like, oh, I wanted that there shirt. There was a couple yeah, guys, saw... guys in the crowd. There was like four guys in I don't know what you call it, but like the corner between like the ramp and like the ring. They were like in like full on like Brandon Cutler cosplay too. Oh yeah, it was like a whole group yeah. of dudes. Yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> There's another dude in the crowd with a zero fucks given shirt. Oh my god! I hate that. Uh, whose shirt is that? Shirt. It's. I, I think it's just he ordered it off of Redbubble.com. I think. I, I think it's just a generic <laughs> shirt you could buy at like a Kohl's. Yeah. Really? Or, or maybe not. Maybe Kohl's, not at but Kohl's, like a but topic. like at like. Yeah, oh, like hot gotcha. topics like Gadzooks. <laughs> yeah. There's been some. There's been some worse wrestling shirts. Like, uh, didn't didn't Mox have like a really bad one that said like. Something about bitch or something like that. How's it taste now, bitch? No. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't remember what it was. <laughs> I'm a look. Just something to think about going forward. Something to watch with his um, the way he plays being a babyface. Yeah. Right? We then um, let's see what was kind of sc- oh in backstage they show Hobbs just like smash the TV <laughs> in frustration because <laughs> they always have like, you know the you know the person they're feuding with you know watching it so I thought that was like a funny little bit as well. I'm sorry, I gotta interject. It says bitch AF and it ha- it says like like dash mocks like he it's his quote. Ugh, that's not B- that's not good. You don't remember the bitch it, AF shirt? I don't. Uh, what I don't understand. I don't understand that. It's like bitches fuck. <laughs> what? That doesn't make sense. No. I mean, like, like somebody, you, somebody is a you bitch. Call as fuck. yourself that. No, like, I but, think he said it to somebody else. Oh, uh, here I'll post it. I mean, whatever. Okay. Okay. Uh, we had a few other promos to we'll talk yeah. about with Rampage because they connect to segments there. We had Madison Rain versus Jade Cargill for the TBS Championship. Uh, but the match itself was uh not fantastic. <laughs> No, Jade is such a fucking specimen. <laughs> she's kind of, for now, she's hit a ceiling <clears throat> with her improvement. I, I think she's plateaued a little bit. And maybe is even starting to roll downhill a little bit because those thrust kicks, 
they do that, they commit that sin of looking both really dangerous and also kind of bad. Are you talking about like the little pump kick? Yeah, her pump kick. Yeah. Uh-huh. They look dangerous and they kind of look uncoordinated and kind of bad. Well, there was the one spot, it wasn't on her, it was more on Kira where like she clearly just missed it and like Kira was out of position and she still bummed for it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That was bad, yeah. But that's kind of minor. Um, also, I, there was a spot where, you know, Jade kisses a. Uh, Madison Rain's ahead, and maybe she shouldn't have fired Mark Sterling. She clearly needs a lawyer for all these like sexual harassment things that she does in her matches. But yeah, that's about all I have to say. I mean, this wasn't amazing. She wins. She retains. Athena uh, sneak attacks. So I have a question. So Stokely Hathaway is 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 like building a faction as well. It's going to be a pretty sizable faction, it looks like. So does he leave the baddies, or does he manage both? So I mean, I think that they've been like teasing dissension with him and Jade, right? That like she's like not sold on him because like he brought this weird intern baddie he's not big on she's not big on that um i think what they're probably going to do is when jade loses she's probably gonna be off tv for a bit so that like this is something for stokely to do during that period that's gotcha that makes more sense i mean do you think that uh i mean what are they going to do with like layla gray and stuff like that i mean she's a nice fit for them I don't know. I mean, I could see her being more with, like, she's tied more to him than she is with the baddies. I mean, Kira doesn't like her. Jade thinks she's a chump. Like, mm, That's true, too. And you know what? That's a built-in feud for when Jade comes back, too. If he, like, starts managing her and she has some success and stuff, and then, yeah, you know, she comes back. It's kind of almost like a like the uh, Roman Reigns, Brock Lesnar, and Paul Heyman dynamic. Yeah, more. it's kind of, kind of like that. I mean, a little less, uh, you know, higher on the card, but, you know. It's still kind of sure. like uh, During the match as well, they also note that Chris Stanlander is injured. Um, I actually saw the clip. Uh, it, it looked like she just kind of like landed weird on her leg. So like she did a pump kick or something. Was it a pump kick? It was a pump kick. Yeah, and she landed on. Yeah, she she landed with her foot all fucking crooked, and yeah, she fucking she hurt her knee bad. She's gonna be out for a while. Yeah. Um, so what happens when you you fucking hold off doing these fucking matches so you can you know put the interim challenger in and then somebody gets hurt and we don't end up getting the fucking match. Also, you know what? Like I heard that word that they were going to push her to win the uh, TNT title off of her. TPS. And it's weird because they've been built. They, they've been teasing this match with Athena forever. It which seems like they've guess, been building Athena for the, for the win, which my guess is that maybe the plan was for like Athena to lose and then Chris would get it. Maybe mm-hmm. or maybe there was a, some miscommunication because they note that Chris was the number one contender, which leads to like the next segment where Tony's with Thunderstorm. They're all like, you know, oh hey, like and this whole team was cool, but like Tony's the number one contender now. She wants the title and obviously wants a match. Yeah, it's kind of weird that like I, I, I mean it, it's a it's a weird report because as I said, it just doesn't totally fit with what we've been perceiving. But that takes <laughs> us to the Dynamite main event. Jericho, Lionheart Chris Jericho versus John Moxley for the AEW Intern Championship. Mm-hmm. I thought this was awesome. This was the best Jericho match, at least since the Eddie, the first Eddie match at the pay-per-view. I think this was actually better than that. I think this yeah, might I be his so best too. match in AEW. I, it, it, I agree yeah, with that. Yeah. I, I actually agree with that. I was going to try to keep going back to see if I could find something better, but this probably is his best match in AEW. This was, I mean, he's a step slower than he was in the 90s, but he does a pretty fucking good job of working that style. Yeah, I mean, giving you a match of that quality. He he whipped it all out. He did um, the uh, 
Lion Salt, he does gotta be the best one he's hit in years, right? Like the air that he got and everything. Pretty good. And the general pace of the match. Oh, like, yeah. You could just feel the exhaustion on both guys and the spot where he busts his head open the hard way on the turnbuckle. Oh, oh my god. Oh my gosh, dude, that was badass. Yeah, it was badass. Yeah. Hey, I saw the fucking cut too on on uh, Instagram and it, it looked, was fucking it gnarly. Nasty. Yeah. Yeah. He was bleeding That's bad. A- those bare turnbuckles, guys, is not yeah. just a fucking gimmick. Right? Yeah, I mean, the, the ripping the, the earring out of the ear. Oh yeah, that spot too. That way was better awesome. Than the, yeah. Way better than the one that they um. I don't know if you guys remember the Triple H versus Batista match at that WrestleMania where like Triple H like took like a year to whip out to rip out the nose ring. He like gets the little backing out very carefully and then pulls just pulls it out. Yeah. Um, the crowd was really good for this. There's there's a I mean it's for the title. There's a lot of desperation, blood. Just a high Cheating. work rate. Jericho, just unbelievable. And you it, know, as much shit as we give this guy for his uh out of ring issues are the issues that we have with some of his out of ring shit. Yeah. I mean incredible. This was incredible. I can't believe he is still capable of having this type of match. Props to him for wanting to do it and even oh, yeah. attempting it and then yeah. pulling it off. And he didn't have he doesn't have to. Chris Jericho's kind of is a made man. He didn't have to have a match like this. No. no. He, and he's a step slower than he used to be, but he was never super fast to begin with. He was never like a real speed guy anyway. Yeah. It doesn't really, you know, doesn't really contrast that much. I don't know what to say. I just can't believe it. Well, I, I was going to say too, we've, we've kind of put over like his ability to like get over like younger guys before, but like Mox doesn't need really need to get like any more over than he is, but like holy fuck, yeah. like, like, and like obviously like yeah, at the end of the match you have the whole like Punk comes back, there's the stare down, you know he saves Mox, but then there's you know kind of the you know, Mox flips him off and all that, but uh, it was big. Yeah. How do you how this, do you like like going into that match after this one? It's like how do you even buy that like CM Punk even has a chance? I mean Mox like he survived a lion tamer, he the walls of Jericho that lasted the entire commercial break. <laughs> I know, um, yeah. That was, this is, this was, because it was it was in picture and picture the whole time. I'm like, I'm like, he's gonna be in the walls the entire time, isn't he? And then it came back. Yeah, like, yeah there. Um, yeah, I love that. And then they worked. They worked into the lion the tamer. Like, yeah, like the the bat shot, Judas. Like he kicked out of everything. Yeah, it was God. Like, and this was like such a good example of just really good pro wrestling in terms of like, like you could like even the newest fan that loves all the spots and shit like that could fucking really get into this and that when i was watching it i was watching with amber of course and uh at the beginning of the match she doesn't like jericho at all and she kind of doesn't really like moxley either but we were watching the match and she was kind of like poo-pooing on both the guys you know just not really having a good time watching the match and then about wait wait half- you forgot to intro you forgot to intro the segment what the the amber meter yeah the meter. <laughs> so she's watching the match right and like like about halfway through, she starts to get a little bit more invested, and they're not doing anything crazy. Like she usually gets wowed by like the crazy like flips yeah. and things like that. But then, like, dude, by the end of the match, on the edge of her seat. Like we're both on the edge of our seat. It's such a good match. Like they built it perfectly. They told their story in the ring, and they get you and in- they got you invested. This is fucking like a clinic on pro wrestling right here. Like how perfectly the, the story was laid out and told. And uh, man, that and that's a fucking testament to them. Yeah, I don't know what else to say. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Mox Mox continues having a great year too. And we're not. I mean, the story here isn't really him. But Jericho is really working the Lionheart gimmick early. He doesn't do any heel shit until yeah. until the earring spot really, and then he turns it on in the 
post match well, brawl. And even but then, like, I mean, it's like it's kind of like fits with like the sadism of like Lionheart and the whole like you know heart dungeon stuff like that. Yeah, the, yeah, the way that, that, the way that persona is like brutal, like in a wrestler and stuff like that. He's got these different personas and the way he reinvents himself and then like updates. He the, had the line, you know, whatever character he's got. Like, that was good. It was cool. He's wearing yeah, those classic I, and, and, pants. They avoided the urge to, you know, do Jude, a Judas entrance so people could sing along. Thank heavens. They're dedicated. they're dedicated to the fucking angle. It's awesome. That might have been the best part of the whole match, honestly. Hearing that <laughs> fucking awful song. This was the Matwa, for sure. This was Matwa. This was match of the week. This was better. You know, this. you got to put this over Darby Brody even. Yeah, I yeah, agree I think, with that. Yeah, you're, you're right. This was like, I like this goes this on the tape. Like, Fuck, this was so good. This goes on the this goes on the mixtape, yeah. Go out of your way to watch this match. This is one of those matches because we can like really great matches, but this is one of those matches that you can believe in everything that's happening. It has it tells the story perfect. You could show this to a new fan or somebody that's never watched wrestling before, and they would get it, they would understand it, and they might come out a big fan. Not not to gloss over the punk return because you know he comes back to a big oh that's pop. right yeah yeah that's true. Guys are bump feeding for him. I mean he still looks like. He still looks a little goofy <laughs> in offense, but you know, at least at least he's at least he looks completely convicted in what he's doing, and guys are mm. really putting him over. I at did, least we get I, like a really big star. All their big stars are yeah. coming back, and that's good for them. So the stare yeah. down was money. I mean, it oh, was yeah. just fucking straight up felt like money. <laughs> well, just also, I really liked when uh, Mox is like going away and like Claudio's with him, just like this hype man. I thought like it's yeah. such a weird role for him, but he Dude, was so good at it. It, it. it is, but like it's such a big angle that it just makes sense. That it's it's kind of like Rocky being in fucking Apollo's fucking yeah. corner or vice versa. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah I really like so, this. Was anyway. this was awesome? This was definitely the highlight of the week. Uh, Rampage comparatively not as good, but there was still some good stuff there. So, I actually really loved Rampage this week. I thought it was a, a, okay, one of the better Rampages we've seen recently. Even though we there was that one last week that was like the best episode of Rampage I ever seen. Not last week, but I can't remember when it was. It was recently though. But this was a, to me, this was really strong, and I really love how they're integrating new wrestlers. And I like when you, I like when you you put new wrestlers in. I mean, we'll talk about it, but I like when you put new wrestlers in. And you unapologetically present them because everybody's got to see them for the first time at some point. But people, I, you know, I hate when people do the like, the who? The who shit? Like, you got to fucking be introduced to them sometime. Yeah. That's such a fucking stupid thing to say as a wrestling fan. I digress. Yep. Uh, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about it. Yep. So AW Rampage, uh, August 12th, 2022. We open up with Brian Danielson um, cutting a promo. So he's, he'll, he doesn't know if he'll ever be 100% because he lives such a hard wrestling life. Uh, Garcia gets in his face, says that Danielson was his hero, and it hurts him to see him constantly make excuses. Danielson puts him over, says he's you know sick of the sports entertainment bullshit. He wanted him in the Black Hole Combat Club because he was really impressed with him, and asks if he wants to be the best technical wrestler, technical wrestling entertainer. And this um, is to put over their match next week for their House of the Dragons preview show. They're having the Dragon Slayer versus the American Dragon in a best two out of three falls match. And I can't wait to watch House of Dragon. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking forward to it because they had they announced that like promote cross promotion thing first, which was kind of weird. Then they had this match. I was like, that's actually kind of clever. Yeah, yeah. But this pro this this promo though, they kind of they were improvising this, especially Danielson. I felt like at some point they kind of started drowning. Do you buy Danielson's sports entertainment bullshit after hearing him fucking 
I wonder if that's why they Gargle did that. Gargle Vince McMahon's balls. <laughs> because the the whole like backlash on sports entertainment, like everyone's already had that line months yeah. ago, and it's kind of like feels like old hat at this point. So I wonder if it's like, well, well he was the first one he brought it up when he came when it's, he like it's, yeah yeah well, when he returned when he made that promo or returned when he yeah. you know debuted and he made that promo like yo I actually didn't hate the place I worked at and everyone booed the shit out yeah. of yeah <laughs> yeah and then like I mean and now everybody's fucking gargling fucking Triple H's balls and. You know, WWE's ratings are going up and stuff like that, and they're like, "Oh, Triple H is here to save the day," even though it's still the sports entertainment show. But, hey, there was a there was a promo last night in Raw about how they're wrestlers. Oh, really? He also did a thing that I think is really funny that people do sometimes when they're mad or they can't think of what to say, and they use um, they use "damn" as like <laughs> an adverb. And they're like, and he says like, "Somebody better damn end my career." Or oh something yeah. Like that. <laughs> What if, when somebody uses damn as an adverb, what, it's the funniest fucking thing. What if he came what if he came out what if he came out and he was like And, and that was, was before like, they I even like got into it. I could have beat you last week, yeah. but I was just trying to do this one move. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been great. I, I yeah, I thought this was uh I thought at some point they lost um they lost the thread here. I thought this ended up being pretty bad. Actually, yeah, I, I mean, I I'm excited for the match, but I mean, like, yeah, this wasn't. I'm for, yeah, I'm forgiving because it's it's Danielson, and like, it's not like he was having trouble delivering lines until kind of close to the end, but it just they kind of lost the thread and they started drowning a little bit, and I don't think this added really any fire to the flames here. I think that's fair. I I liked it enough to where like I they both had some pretty cool points. Like they were. The execution maybe wasn't so great, but I, I thought that they were at least serious. And, you know, if you hear certain two people fucking, you know, yelling at each yeah, other, it might not fucking. be that. It might. No, it might not be so coherent. <laughs> all the times I've lived in when I lived in Mesquite, all the people I fucking saw arguing outside <laughs> on their porch, you know, it was similar to that. I'm going to kick your ass. Well, you better damn come over and kick it. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. So our first actual match on the show is Sam McVara and Ty Mello, uh, her, I believe it's her maiden name or middle name, I don't know, versus uh, Dante Martin and Sky Blue for the AAA Mixed Tag Championship match. Uh, this was kind of a out of nowhere. <laughs> um, and uh, I thought the match was okay for what it was, though. Why? I just, I don't, I don't like mixed tag team matches. Am I a fucking asshole for that? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's- yeah, um, yeah, Sky Blue maybe is getting a little bit better. I think that's really the only thing to talk about in this match. Yeah, is, she was is, better. Do you guys think she's yeah getting a little better? That's yeah. and that's not saying much to be honest. But yeah, she. But I Sam, guess she's I getting mean, better. Yeah, she had nowhere to go but up. But you know, Sammy also did an amazing bump for her. Her uh, her can Rana. Oh yeah, and yeah. the crowd fucking the crowd fucking got out of their seats for it. But I credit that more to Sammy than her. But at least she well, I mean, and I credit it, to like, just the fact that he's like the most hated guy in the company <laughs> than anything. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they really they need to capitalize on that. They need to make sure that that doesn't you know that he doesn't you know kind of cool off. So because he's really terrific at it too, and he's just a great in ring performer and ha- is just capable of big match after big match. But yeah, ultimately this doesn't really do much. Yeah, I, I agree. Like it was it was fine. It was it was there. Um, it was entertaining enough. Um, I think I don't know the mixed tag matches being the rules are always weird. So yeah, I kind of agree with Joey that they're. They're an interesting beast. We'll also we'll kind of restructure things around just because I think there's some stuff that works a little bit better to talk about together. But uh, so we're going to go on to the 
there was Andrade uh, cuts a promo with he's got the whole AFO, so I guess they're back as a full group. You know, Butch and the Blade and Private Party are there, and he's going to put over that. You know, they'll have the trio's gold, and he says that Private Party is going to challenge for the tag gold, and then they kind of get in his face a bit and tease a little bit of dissension there, and then we later get a the Swerve and uh, Keith Lee promo that kind of sucked. You know, if this yeah, no, no, Lee just kind of did like I don't know, like, he did like this big thing about like, oh, I've already beaten them separately, so like if you do the math, I've got Swerve now. It's like honestly, if he just cut like a like verbatim the uh, Scott Steiner math promo with like his like you know with his vernacular, it, yeah, that would have been like infinitely better. That could have been oh a my promo god, if I was he is if and he was drinking producer, a Fiji. <laughs> What's honestly, the matter, bro? You, you know, can't even drink Boss. Not a bad choice. I would have been on there with Deja Blue because working man and everything. But um, <laughs> if I was a producer, I would just cut this segment and I would have just had, with no audio, just the, the promotional photos of Keith Lee and Swerve. On just, I would have just put it on the screen for five seconds to get them on <laughs> rather than have this. <laughs> just have static photos of them on the screen for five seconds with no audio accompaniment. Yeah, than this. agreed it's that this was fucking terrible mm-hmm. and then like uh swerve said something about counting this money and did like a little i don't know it was bad yeah, it sucked next up for the actual matches uh well not quite next up but we had uh gun club versus uh dan Housen and eric redbeard <laughs> the uh semi-frequent guest star on aew uh the former eric rowan uh i thought this was a decent little match uh it, it's going with the storyline they teased it uh on dynamite that uh um basically uh billy is kind of questioning like why did they get rid of the acclaimed he doesn't really like his sons that much and uh he thinks they need to toughen up um but stokely is interested in them so that seems to be you know part of this big faction building thing we get more of that in this match uh billy looks distraught with them he buries them in a post-match promo and stokely tries to give them their card his card could have done without all that too Anything, any thoughts about the actual match or could have done without it? Was okay. it? Could have done without it. It was, it was okay. I mean, you know, they had Redbeard out there. So we'll see if he makes any more appearances going forward. Um, Maybe he'll team with Danhausen some more. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I thought the match was... You see, you see, they called it Beardhausen because Danhausen's name is Danhausen. So it has Hausen in it. And then Eric Redbeard, his name is Redbeard and he has a beard. So they put Beard... Instead, replace Dan with the word beard. Yeah, we. And the, yeah, the, yeah, okay. Uh, okay. He's he's got like you got some severe hate. Oh for Dan shit! Housing. I just got yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Like this match was okay. It was fun. It was probably the best Danhausen's looked, if that's saying anything. But uh, the thing I liked, I took from it, that what I really liked about it was uh, the As Boys. They were getting such huge reactions. And people chanting ass boys throughout the entire match from start to finish. And the and they got louder and louder and louder and louder. By the time this is all said and done, the day that that the ass boys decide to like embrace being the ass boys and calling themselves the ass boys, they're gonna be over baby faces, calling it right now. Mm-hmm. And I love that they're like telling this story where they're really good, but their downfall is that they care too much about what everybody else says. So that's obviously to me where this is leading is for them to finally embrace like the fans and what they say about them and what they do. And mm-hmm. like, they kept telling this story, like Jim Ross kept hammering at home. They were like, Oh yeah, you see there, they care too much about what the fans think and stuff like that. Like their big downfall, but they're like really good and everything. And then 
their dad's yelling at him about it and stuff. And like, to me, this is fucking fantastic. I think that's a really cool story and a really cool adversity that I don't think I've ever really seen before, at least not this blatant before. And, um, I like that. I think it's unique. It's different. And I'm hooked. I'm hooked on it. Yeah, I did. Like you see, the, the fans call them ass boys and they don't like it. I mean, you can oversimplify anything, you know. <laughs> I mean, if you say if you say something a certain way, even if it's Mox really good, Jericho like, in a match. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. Jericho. Yeah. Mox. Ooh. Mox wins. So the Mox title. and Jericho had a match. Chris Jericho okay. and Mox had a I mean, match. Mox still ooh. has the title. If you say he it, didn't win. If you say it like this. If you say it like this. Uh, Mox and Jericho had a match. Oh wow! Like if you say it like that, it sounds really. It's stupid. not like, like there's a new yeah. champion or anything. Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can like shit on anything by saying it with some attitude like that and oversimplifying it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of shitting on, I just things, got a blowjob. Um, Ooh, big deal last night. <laughs> big deal. Well, depends on depends on if it was Shawn Michaels giving it. Um, so, speaking of shitting on stuff, <laughs> Shawn Michaels, Sunny Kiss, and Parker Bordeaux. Yeah, we're gonna so, do the. Yeah, I, yeah. I skipped over that because I was. I figured we could talk about all this trustbusters stuff all at once. So okay, wait, wait. Let's do the hook segment real quick. All right. Oh yeah, crap! I forgot about that. So yeah, hooks with Tony. Tony asks if the FTW title is an open challenge, as he said. Hooks and Lee responds, "Yup, pure." Dude, did hook pure jumping? The, the way armor. hook had his hoodie, hoodie, and the way he's moving around the ring here, does he look like? He is a total fucking geek in this segment to you guys. Uh, he looked bad. He looked real dorky to me. Yeah. He, he, his swagger was like gone and he looked like a little kid. He looked like a little boy. He just looked goofy. He looked nervous to even be in, in, be in the ring and like he was trying to overcompensate. Well, it, for it was the first time he ever it talked like in front bad, of It's the first time he yeah, ever but, talked out there in the ring. But he just had, he knew he was just going to have to say yep. Yeah. But and he it did seemed it like someone a clear, doing a, like, you know, uh, what's the uh, Jumpin' Jack yeah, Farmer? It was, was Jumpin' Jack Farmer. He, uh, it's it almost seemed like somebody doing like a, a hook impersonation, kind of making fun of him. Uh, um, I don't know if it was that bad, but oh god, dude! I thought I thought I, it, I it was definitely how different. Terrible he looked. It was definitely different. Yeah. Uh, he he's he uh, lost that demeanor a little bit. I mean, he's still young. I can forgive this. You know, it's it's nowhere near like Jungle Boy level or anything like that, but. This was sub Jungle Boy level, dude. In so? this promo, oh, absolute, dude. He he completely got it wrong, and it may have just been the way the hoodie looked on. Who knows? But it was, dude. I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe how goofy and he looked like a little kid, like a little dork. Oh, okay. Which is complete. He completely has, you know, he's just looked legitimately cool and all this stuff leading up to yeah. this. Yeah. And it's it was not here. It was very strange. Um, he was not able to pull this off. We talked about like I was talking about like new wrestlers and stuff like that. I thought that um, when they introduced this new guy, uh, Zach is it Zachary Clayton? Yeah, Zach I guess he Clayton. was on. I guess he I was on, on Jersey Shore. Um, yeah, he was on Jersey Shore, and I know he they've used him on Dark a whole lot. They've been using him for a long time, actually. Like I looked up, I looked up stuff, and they've been using him on Dark since like all the way back in the COVID era. So this guy's been working and learning and stuff like that. And I like this stuff. I like them bringing in a guy that nobody's ever seen before, and we get to see what this dude's all about. Yeah, I, I like this, but you're right. But then, like, Hook was like nodding yes he was whenever like, mm-hmm, he was, mm-hmm, yeah, mm-hmm, he's like, yeah, mm-hmm, yeah, yeah, okay, man, sure, yeah. all right. That was weird, and so I agree with you on that. Um, yeah, that that was that was the culmination. But I, he should have he, he should have looked the whole thing. You're right, and he should have he should have looked tough and been like, 
you know, like you want this motherfucker, come get it or something like that. You know, it's it's just something for him to have to learn. And they they're so careful with Hook and you know, or just look like know he Taz, can't be bothered. Like yeah, that, that's been working for him so far. You know, Taz is you know Taz is uh, watching real close with this, and he's probably gonna pull Hook aside and tell him that you know Taz didn't that didn't go by Taz. You know, you know he saw that shit. So I just don't believe that he wouldn't have. He was like slapping him around afterwards. <laughs> like popping the side of his head and stuff. Just like, what are you doing? Just cutting him. Yeah, I agree. Like the cadence. What are you doing? Like, he or like just the way the he carried himself was not what I expected. Yeah, so we had the stuff with the Trustbusters. So they're introduced. Uh, they try to recruit uh, Orange Cassidy. This is a group that, again, that we've been building on Dark. We have Parker Boudreau, um versus Sonny Kiss. It's a complete squash match. But then Sonny Kiss later comes and joins the group, which they had already teased on Dark, I believe. Arya Daivari versus Orange Cassidy is the main event. Uh, Arya Daivari is the leader of this faction. Um, I thought they had a pretty decent match. Uh, this was a fun little... I thought it was kind of funny at the beginning. Uh, JR asked Tony to get up and dance for Orange Cassidy's music. I don't know if either man did. If they did, the, you know, shame on the production crew for not showing it. I loved seeing the the reaction of people that, who clearly didn't watch the show of uh, the clip of, of Parker Bordeaux uh, squashing Sunny Kiss. And people that clearly didn't watch the show, and they're like, Sunny Kiss deserves better and shit like that. Just a lot of that on Twitter. And it's like... Well, you we're like back on TV, yeah, yeah. back on TV <laughs> like, well, in, a, in a spot. Yeah, not not, so not like, just that, but like they this match was advertised. So if these people really cared about Sunny Kiss, they would have they would have tuned in to watch Sunny Kiss. But they just want some shit to fucking cry about. So they saw this clip on Twitter and they're like, Sunny Kiss deserves better. Blah blah blah. This is how you're booking and just lots of criticism about what they did, not knowing that Sunny Kiss joined the group at the end. Um, you know, clearly, you know, I don't know about getting a push, but getting a spot uh, yeah. on TV and stuff like that, which is great for Sunny. I like Sunny Kiss. I'll always have a soft spot for Sunny Kiss because of the match with Jack Evans in, uh, you know, Lucha Underground. That match was awesome, and uh, the booking was so perfect for that. I would love to see some booking like that for for uh, here here. The big star of all these segments was Parker Boudreaux's Yosemite Sam chest tattoo. Did he actually have one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh he's my got God. a yosemite sam chest honestly tattoo. badass i mean it's just like it's going to be front and center in every one of his matches and i'll never be able to look at anything else but that's kind of like braun Strowman's fucking superman fucking tiny superman tattoo with the fucking like tribal <laughs> the, um, the, thorns around the it goldberg tattoo around it <laughs> oh my god yeah oh my god dude like uh underneath the fucking uh, yosemite sam tattoo it says Back off! <laughs> no, it doesn't. I don't know. It might. It should. Honestly, he should it add might. That. It might like actually. Flap. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's rampage, and uh, that's our show rampage. for this week. Do you guys have anything to add? Can I see a question? What did you think about Parker Bordeaux? I mean, when we we talked about his tattoo and stuff like that, what did you think about him? Did you think he had good fire? I mean, yeah, you you get baby Brock vibes yeah. from him for yeah. sure. I mean, that's the first. I, thing I like that the, comes I like the mind. whole group. To be fair. Um, I think it's yeah. it's it's yeah. weird and random. I saw some people say maybe it's like an allegory for like Tony Khan himself. Like you've got like Arya Devari as like the Tony Khan stand-in. Then you've got you know the indie guy who's like he's a Mark IV of Sima J. And then you've got like the you know XWE guy of Parker. And then you have the random the coke dealer. Yeah. I also I, but I also really like like uh, it reminds me of like uh, the kind of random grouping they had for like. Um, Paul Heyman with like the Dangerous Alliance and stuff like that. Mm. They always had like a he had, he had like a, I say always, but they had a really random kind of grouping 
with that and stuff and i like that honestly it's just interesting i'm happy to see but i mean another another uh black person turning heel on the show oh, yeah. <laughs> that's another thing yeah we they finally get, they finally get an opportunity as a as a, he- a black heel at least sunny kiss is going to be on tv and getting their opportunity so and hope your week is full of many must pops yeah, oh, yeah guys exactly. later. all right guys thanks thanks for listening we hope your week is full of mini monster pops and uh we'll see you later this week with the g1 uh updates and uh finals yeah. coverage yeah sorry about the rust exit i've been assigned 20 years of uh mud wrestling matches to assign star ratings too so i gotta run <laughs> see ya all right later guys